The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign today, bet 100, and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. The playoffs are here. That's right. The Eagles, after going 14 and three, everyone called me an insane homer for saying they were going 12 and five. Apparently, I was the doubter. Eagles lock up the number one seed, win the NFC East, and now they are facing the Giants at home. Seven and a half point favorites over on win bet. But before we get to the Giants preview, I think we just have to talk about uh, the season a little bit in general. It didn't look amazing there towards the end with the two losses for uh, our boy Gardner Minshew. But Jalen Hurts, again, 14 and one as a starter. If you don't want to give him the MVP, that's fine. He'll take the Super Bowl MVP. That's what matters. And to me, this, whenever this season lands, and I do like their chances to go and win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are the future. I think that was very much up in the air starting the season, especially Jalen Hurts. I mean, people were talking, hey, at least we got these draft picks. Hey, uh, we will have two first rounders if Hurts isn't the guy. But now we know Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I mean, I was... I'll be the first to admit I was a skeptic coming into the year. I, I said many times I was rooting for him. I loved all of his intangibles, his work ethic, his leadership. Uh, but I questioned the talent, the the physical talent, and he proved me wrong. And I will be the first to admit it. And I'm happy he proved me wrong because, like I said, I've liked him from the start. So uh, huge, huge uh, you know, surprise for me of this season, just how far he progressed and uh, I look forward to what he can do in future years. I hope he goes back and works with that QB guru again and, and just continues to evolve. And, um, you know, I think the other surprise, and I don't think it's a surprise, but um, positive is just how much of an impact A.J. Brown had. Um, yeah. You know, we all knew what having a number one receiver could have, but, I mean, he lived up to all the hype and more uh, and really just brought a next level to this offense. Yeah, you know, I I was a broken record. I kept going, hey, A.J. Brown's going to make Jalen Hurts better as a quarterback. You throw that in with Devonta Smith growing as a quarterback or as a receiver, and he's going to have a ton of great weapons, and he's going to look really good. And I, it's tough to say, like, I really, where was the... Where was the flaw? Like, even as someone who was super optimistic coming into this season, yeah, it's it, it really kind of, it, it's come together great. I mean, both Hertz and Devonta, or sorry, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith both had over a thousand receiving yards. Uh, kind of crazy to see that. And then Hertz, or sorry, I keep calling him Hertz. AJ Brown uh, broke Mike Quick's record. So it, it's really been an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. As Rob mentioned, I mean, Hurts having the impact that he had this season was pretty remarkable. I mean, but we were saying coming into the season, if he could have, you know, like a top 10 QB season, we'd definitely make the playoffs. And who would have thought he'd be top five easily this season with what he's been able to do? And I mean, with that performance, he was able to earn us, you know, the, um, <clears throat> you know, the best team in the NFC. So it, kudos to him i think part of that though harkens back to the coaching staff right i mean sirianni has been getting better and better i mean especially since his initial press conference joining us and then he had that little hiccup last season with the flower situation where i think media overblew it but that's kind of what happens when you're not playing as well as we've been able to play this season so i mean and and Steichen, i mean credit to sirianni giving up the play calling and i know we talked about it previously but uh, Stike has been able to come in and not only take over the role of play caller, but, I mean, he's done a pretty good job. Last couple of games, I mean, maybe a little bit questionable, but you also, like, question, is he trying to, you know, keep the cards close to his vest, not give away too much? And um, I think with that Hurts performance, you got to look back at Brian Johnson, who's been with him, you know, since high school, if I remember correctly. The guy's been around. Um, kudos to him. And uh, let's talk about Gannon a little bit. I mean, this defense, I know there's probably going to be question marks for the playoffs, but we got to talk about the regular season performance by the defense. The guy does take a bit of shit, let's be honest. Uh, But if we look at, you know, we allowed the least amount of pass yards per game with 180. We had the most sacks in the league with 70. And then we were fourth in takeaways with 27. Um, and then eighth in opponent points given up. So if we're looking at just the regular season, I mean, pretty amazing performance by the defense overall, especially with us having question marks about Gannon coming into this season. Now, we'll see what he can do against playoff teams. I agree, uh, especially with the scheme that people find to be questionable. But I, I think, you know, you got to give him a little bit of credit for those regular season numbers at least. Rob, any credit to Jonathan Gannon? I mean, it sounds like he's the leader in the clubhouse for the Texans head coaching job. Are you going to miss Jonathan Gannon yeah. next season? Look, I'm still skeptical of him. Um, I mean, did he exceed my expectations? Yes, I will say that. Um, I I didn't think our defense could do this well. Uh, the sack numbers are really impressive. And, you know, I don't want to take it away from him, but part of me wonders how much of the sacks was his scheme versus we just have a really good defensive line. Because, you know, when I watch our games, I don't see us doing anything crazy with the defensive line. We're not running stunts. We're not doing this and that. It seems like our guys are just rushing and they're just better than the opponents. So, you know, does he get credit for that? I think he gets some, but I think the players deserve the even more credit for that stat specifically. Well, yeah, and you mentioned our players. I mean, we went, we discussed this 14 and 3 season without discussing a historic season by the great Howie Roseman. Again, like all the stuff he did, all his offseason moves, it's really tough to really kill him on anything. Bringing in or trading for AJ Brown. We still have uh, the Saints pick and our pick next year. The Jordan Davis uh, draft pick seems to be looking pretty good, although, you know, he was a little banged up, but I. It's really tough to nitpick um, a lot with what he's done and and bringing in James Bradbury like that really elevated uh, our cornerback play. And, you know, the two cornerbacks we have and the two receivers we have, I can't remember having seasons like this. So uh, admit it. I'll raise my hand. There were times where I called for us to get rid of Howie Roseman on this very show, but Howie (laughs) Roseman 
I mean, lock him up for executive of the year. I, how do you not give Howie some credit here for this season? Yeah, no, I agree with you, Sean. I mean, once again, the guy just continues to make moves that work. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's been pretty impressive. Um, and, I mean, if we go back to the coaching staff, uh, just kudos to Steichen for being able to use A.J. Brown, as you guys said, because remember when we got Golden Tate and Grow wasn't able to do anything with him. So <laughs> just wanted to bring Dumbest that up. comment of all time. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Let's talk Eagles, Giants, Saturday night. At the link, Giants come in seven and a half point dogs, Eagles favorites for good reason here. As far as the concerns, the things we're worried about uh, for this Eagles team, we are getting healthier. Uh, Lane Johnson's been practicing. He was limited, but still looks like he's pretty healthy. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not listed on the injury report. Avante Maddox, maybe there was an outside shot he would play. He is not. So, to me, as far as a concern, I think not having Avante Maddox in the slot there is is still a concern, and that's really, I, I think, what's been our biggest issue on defense is that slot corner position when he's not in there. Other than that, I feel pretty good. You know, every once in a while, Slay or um, Bradbury have some issues with the deep ball. There's been times where we've had issues with the run game. I think we've we've solidified it as of late, and especially at home coming off a long week of rest. I like our odds there to slow down the run. But, yeah, Avante Maddox, to me, is the biggest concern. Taking a quick break to talk about WinBet. Oh, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Hopefully you've already signed up. Get that Bet 100, Get 100 offer. Obviously, state restrictions apply on that. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit from the good folks over at WinBet. Right now, Eagles 7.5 point favorites over the hated Giants. But uh, shout out to win bet minus 108 on sides and totals. You want to get in on those nice prices. And of course, tons of player props, including our boy, Boston Scott, anytime touchdown plus three. 40. He is the giant killer and win bet the uh, sportsbook killer because they really kill it. Amazing customer service, amazing offers. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. What about you, Justin? Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with you. I think, yeah, without Avante in the lineup, it could uh, provide some issues for us. But I I will say one thing that is a bit of a concern is they do have a decent run game. And, I mean, Danny Dimes has come alive to a certain extent. How dare you? It's one of those those situations where, you know, you got to pick one or the other. Uh, You know, a little bit of Belichick uh, method. I would say if you have to pick one, though, you got to focus on the run, stack the box a little bit, and and make Danny beat you if you need to. Um, Obviously, we don't want him to sit around, or we don't want to sit around back in the scheme, allow him to pluck against us. But at the same time, one thing I don't want to see is uh, Saquon getting yards against us. I could live with some of the pass yards, but uh, you got to shut down the rush game. I think it just uh, provides a lot more problems for you it, uh, when teams are able to run against you wears you down defensively especially they're on the field longer so if anything I would focus on the run before the pass if I'm looking at one <clears throat> yeah I don't disagree with that and, and just to go back to what Sean said about Maddox I, I think the one thing I agree it's a big concern but I think the one thing that will help minimize it at least a little bit is having Johnson back now in the lineup 
Um, at least we have that yeah, safety help in the back. Uh, he can maybe come up and help in coverage a little bit. So um, while yeah. I believe me, I would much rather have John have Maddox playing. Uh, at least we have Johnson back versus having them both out. And you know, I agree with you. I think this is a game. I mean, obviously now Danny Dimes is the franchise QB, deserves the huge <laughs> deal um, after the last playoff game. Um, but I think you gotta you gotta take a pick. Are you gonna make them beat you running or throwing? Uh, and I still think you want to take away the run. Uh, it's too easy and and make Dimes beat you throwing. And and by take away the run, I also think. You know, you take away his runs, right? Yeah. You're not just taking away Saquon. You're not just taking away their running backs, but you got to stop Jones from running. Don't give them those easy first downs where he just rolls out and, and runs for it. Make him beat you with his arm. You know, we have Slay and Bradbury, and hopefully we don't play like 15 yards off each of their receivers this game. Uh, let those guys get in coverage and do their thing uh, and see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you there, Rob. The other th- concern I have, and I, I was watching these playoffs games the past two days, or uh, Saturday and Sunday, is uh, you got to worry a little bit about the penalties and just the dumb mistakes. I mean, watching Huntley, you know, in that Bengals game, essentially give the game away because uh, he fumbled the ball on one yard line, doing a dumb QB sneak and jumping up high. I mean, those are are things that will kill you. I mean, the Seahawks were in that game against the Niners, but they had that illegal man downfield penalty. I think it was two, and uh, I think they would have scored, right? But then it would have been at the two-yard line. Two plays later, Geno Smith fumbles and essentially kind of fumbled the game away because they were still in it at that point. And then the Niners kind of took it away there midway through the third. And then, I mean, even Tom Brady, you know, they were in the game early, not not much, but red zone pick just kind of threw the ball up. So uh, just the playoffs, man, you cannot have the that one little mistake. Don't turn the ball over. I mean, unless you're Trevor Lawrence, you can't really get away with it. <laughs> Four, I mean, still four interceptions, four touchdowns. What a crazy stat line. Great, great point there on the penalties because we've been the ones, they seem to call these a bunch and really they're stupid calls. Like even when they're, you know, help you out with the game you're rooting for, I still find them to be really dumb calls. These illegal man downfields really can mess up a drive. And we've seemed to have been victim to them a bunch. And in general, the offensive line, while I think has been really good overall, they have been, you know, subjected to some dumb penalties. So I think in particular, the offensive line, like don't give them any reason to, to kill a drive or, or to stop any sort of progress there. Cause they seem to be calling those a point of emphasis as the league likes to say, even though again, no one finds those penalties like the like offensive lineman runs five yards down the field. It's like not even, it doesn't even impact the play. Like the call really doesn't make sense. Sorry. One last thing, Sean too. And, and this kind of goes back to what Rob said about not uh, <clears throat> pressing these guys off the line. I mean, and being tighter in coverage because You've seen it every game in the playoffs. These refs are not throwing the flags unless it's egregious. I mean, we got to be physical. We should stay on them. Um, force the ref to throw the flag if that's the case. Uh, but but they don't seem to want to throw. You saw it a bunch of times in the Jacksonville game. Um, so I, I think we got to make sure that we stay physical on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Moving over to what we feel confident about in this matchup against the hated New York Giants. For me, it's easy. It's the pass rush. I mean, again, love hurts. 
I feel very confident at just as him as a starter again, 18 and two last 20 games. And that includes that debacle uh, down in Tampa Bay. So the dude is a winner, but as far as like a specific matchup angle, our pass rush, we're number one in the league in pass defensive DVOA. You guys have already mentioned it, but 70 sacks uh, to lead the league this season. Second in the league is Kansas city with 55. Like, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, like all these guys are getting home. And really, even when the 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 offense has had their moments um, where they've kind of, you know, these past couple games with Minshew or even that last game against the Giants where the offense really wasn't firing on all cylinders, the pass rush was always still there and a big impact on the game. You tie that in with the home field advantage. It's just going to be a tough day for Daniel Jones. I, I don't think he's going to have much time. Like it's such a different game to sit back in a you know in a dome game with against the Vikings defense than going outdoors against the uh, Eagles in a situation like this. So I, the pass rush is the thing that I feel most confident about in this matchup. Yeah, I can't disagree with that, Sean. I think um, if we're looking at the offensive side of the ball, I think you got to take advantage of the run against them. And this is a, a little bit of a concern of mine, though, too, is the fact that, I mean, we've gotten away from the run. You, you've seen games where, you know, Sanders has only had the ball, you know, two or three times in his hands in a half. Um, but this is a team you can run against. They're 27th ranked in the rush defense. They give up an average of 140 yards a game. Regardless of how well we're throwing the ball, I think we certainly have to mix in the run regularly and give them a heavy dose of the run. Um, I'd like to see at least 30, 35 carries this game, at least split between the backs. Um, obviously get Boston Scott, the giant killer in the mix as well. Oh, yeah. Already got down on my Boston Scott anytime touchdown over on win bet. It was a nice, juicy plus three forty. And you mentioned the you mentioned the running game. I mean, Miles Sanders' best game of his career. You could make an argument: seventeen carries, one forty four, and two touchdowns against this very Giants team. Uh, what about, and really even. Even uh, Giants homer Ryan Kramer, which we'll speak to later on in the show here in a little bit, he'll say the the linebackers clearly are a weakness for this team. So I think that creates opportunities for Dallas Goddard in the passing game. But also, to your point, just don't get away from the running game. And whether that's design runs with Jalen Hurts, whether that's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, like we have a lot of guys we can get going in the offense. Yeah, you guys are focused on the uh, the matchups on the field. I think what we're missing is the biggest X factor in the game, and that is uh, the city of Philadelphia itself and its fans. That place, Saturday night game, playoff game, coming off this season, it is going to be rocking. And like you said, Sean, this isn't going to be like a Viking stadium in a dome. This is going to be outside in the cold at night in Philly. Uh, and and it's going to be an atmosphere that that Danny Dimes has never seen before. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest X factor in this game. The link will bring the heat. Joining us on the line, you know him from Instagram at Kramer Centric. He's a Giants influencer, Mister Ryan Kramer. Kramer, we're talking about things we're most confident, most concerned about in this matchup. I'll let you start. What as a Giants fan, what's your biggest concern? Uh, the city of Philadelphia. I think I, it's it's scary, right? There's already people walking around with signs <laughs> saying "fuck the Giants." I mean, yeah. what what kind of 
I mean, we are. I, I saw. Speaking of influencers, I saw Eagles uh, TikTok influencer referencing the Twin Towers when talking about what the Eagles are going to do to the Giants. So yeah, I think I'm just generally scared of the people. There's always yeah. a couple knuckleheads. Uh, now, now, Ryan, <laughs> I am a known uh, Jonathan Gannon skeptic. Are you fearing his vaunted defense? I mean, at this point, Dan Jones, aka Danny Dimes, is balling. And so, yeah, I think, you know, he's going to ride the momentum off these uh, great games versus the Vikings inside in a dome. No one throwing D-cell batteries, a lot of friendly Midwestern people. But, no, I, I, I think he – what's scary is the pass rush, obviously. Evan Neal's still a problem. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it possible that the gerbil genius uh, outcoaches Sirianni? I mean, wow. I, I've never heard so much media talk about a coach the way that they have uh, about the gerbil genius recently. Uh, it's almost like, oh, wait, let me think. Like two years ago, Judge, they loved him, didn't they? My goodness, they couldn't stop talking about him. Oh, Seems all almost rise, similar. All right for Joe Judge. The gerbil genius does look like he's maybe could cut back on the food pellets. Kramer, are you are you worried that uh, Dable is your is your biggest weapon, and finally he's met his match? I mean, Kevin O'Connell, not the not the quarterback or not the head coach that Nick Sirianni is. Yeah, I think there's equal levels of defensive genius, though. So, I mean, I see a lot of jealousy. I get it. I, I'm enjoying this. I, I can see <laughs> the cameras are shaking from your nerves over there. I'm just jealous uh, that Dayball can eat more than me in a sitting. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's talk about that. The man wore a suit on his first day of, the, day of work and hasn't worn one again. Uh, yeah, he's a man's man. You're jealous. And, and for, for there to be tremors going on in the cities of uh, all three of you at the same time seems unlikely. I love how nervous the, the Eagles fan base is. No, I think we're I think we're extremely confident. There is always that it's hard to beat a team three times. And then you actually look at the numbers and you're like, no, actually the the team that is two and oh going into the playoffs wins more times than it loses. It's like fifteen and seven uh straight up. So that is a definitely a false narrative. And yeah, I think if I'm the Giants, I am worried about our offensive line because the Eagles pass rush is the best in the league at sacking the quarterback, creating some turnovers. Daniel Jones hasn't had a turnover in a couple weeks, AKA Danny dimes is due to give some change come Saturday night at Lincoln <laughs> financial, right? We've been struggling to find a, a matchup that the giants win. So what are you, what are you confident about coming into this as a giants fan? I mean, I think you're going to see a creative rushing attack that should hopefully cause some problems. I also think you're going to see the advantage. We were discussing this in the office, Sean, how dare you? The, the, the advantage is Richie James. The slot, it's a weakness to you, for you guys, and I think it's absolutely a strength for the Giants. The chemistry is there. And while I do think Bradbury is able to take away Hodgins this week, I think Richie James could have a nice game. Uh, I also, you know, look, Saquon only had nine carries last week. They're using him in the passing game. I think that's another area they're going to be able to attack uh, this Gannon-led linebacking core. And, you know, on the defensive side, it's, it's quite simply this defensive front. Uh, Leonard Williams, uh, sexy Dexy Lawrence are just dominating games. And, and that to me, those are the two, two focus areas. I'd say, oh, by the way, Adoree Jackson just shut down Justin Jefferson. Did you, oh, wait, I think last, last game they played the though, I remember I was too. like, oh, I think sweat's going to get a sack. And then uh, immediately right in the beginning of the game, I think Reddick and uh, sweat had a sack real quick. Yeah, yeah, no. Evan Neal, definitely a problem. They're going to have to help on that side. Andrew Thomas will be locked down. 
I, I would say that I'm, I'm more worried just in general about the, the back end of the Eagles defense. Uh, it's, it's, it's a class up from what they've seen, or at least what, from when Danny, Danny Dimes hasn't dimed a bunch, against a bunch of really good secondary members. So that, that's a challenge, but the way they're calling plays, they're running the Statue of Liberty. You guys are going to be running yeah, left, yeah, running left, got, colliding got, into people. That got three yards. That play didn't – I mean, sure, it looked fun, but it did not. And really, right, I know you thought we, we came on here to get a Giants influencer like yourself, but really it was the ultimate juju move because on episodes where you've appeared on the Dired Eagles podcast oh. this season, the Eagles are 1-0 straight up, 1-0 ATS, 48-22. to Didn't bother bringing you on for the Week 18 matchup. We rested our starters then. You you stepped right into our trap. We appreciate that here on the show. You know I don't believe in juju like you you witchcraft fans from yeah. South Jersey. Delaware uh, runoff. Delco in the house. All right, enough messing around. Let's get to it. Uh, final score prediction and the win bet player of the game. Justin, you have the honors. What do you got? Uh, You know what? I think this is going to be close in the end. I kind of looked at it and thought about what's the minimum points I think we're going to score. I think 28. I think the most that the Giants can, store, can score here is uh, 24. So I said 28-24. I say it's going to be tight. I, don't, I think they'll beat the spread, but I think we win it out. I'm going to say A.J. Brown is the player of the game here. Uh, I'm going to say two TDs for him in this game. We're going to light it up against them. Go for it. I like it. He's he's played well against the Giants. I'm sure Ryan will point out that Dory Jackson wasn't around in some of those matchups. Rob, what about you? What do you got as the final score? Who is your Eagles player of the game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, look, it's a division game, you know, third, third time of the year. I think it's going to be closer uh, probably than most people think. Um, but I think the Eagles do pull it out. I am going to say 27, 21. Um, I say player of the game, Jalen hurts. He's got a lot of redemption after his playoff appearance last year against the Buccaneers. This has set up perfect for him. Um, you know, night game at the link rocking. I think he's the player of the game and he shines Jalen hurts rare breed untamed. He's putting the team on his back. Oh, and uh, for those wondering, yes, Jalen Hurts did have a higher QBR than Daniel Jones for the season. I did win my $1,000 bet. Of course, in typical Giants fashion, Brandon M. of uh, the Lehigh Valley area is refusing to pay me. So I'm coming for you, Brandon. (laughs) And you know who else is coming on Saturday? Dallas Goddard. Never had a touchdown against the Giants. That changes this Saturday as the Eagles go on to route. The New York Giants, thirty-five to seventeen. Kramer, how say you? At least one of you guys picked the Eagles to cover. Not, not, not cowardly, Sean. Respect. Uh, come on, I'm just gonna <laughs> run, run it back. This, this, I do think that Dan Jones is gonna surprise some people. I think the offense is gonna be able to do a little bit more uh, than maybe they have in earlier games. Uh, and I'm gonna, it's gonna be a two-point game, twenty-eight, twenty-six. Giants win. Sexy Dexy oh. makes a difference. Ryan teased me. I thought he was going to go Eagles. <laughs> really had me hanging on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Eagles win, but Giants get the cover. Come on. <laughs> no get way. Out of here. Birds get the win. Move on to the NFC Championship, which we will be hosting in Lincoln Financial because we are the number one seed. If you want to hear more Ryan Kramer, check him out on Instagram at Kramer Centric. Make sure you subscribe 
to the diehard Eagles podcast. Check us out on Spotify and leave a nice review over on Apple podcasts, give away a uh, SGPN gift card. So you can get some diehard Eagles merch to the best review that mentions that trash talks, the giants this week, leave a review trash talk, the giants you're in the running to win an SGPN gift card. And of course, follow us on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 for the gerbil genius for Justin for Rob. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.